This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at aliens on the moon. That's correct, aliens on the moon. Or more specifically, whether or not we should look for aliens on the moon. That's a question that this Jamie Carter asked in Forbes in his article from March 22nd, 2021, which I think is timely because there's been a lot of talk lately about NASA going back to the moon, building a manned space base there. We've heard a lot about uh, China reportedly having sent unmanned space missions to the moon, even Europe and India talking about going to the moon. And the title of this article is Revealed, why we should look for ancient alien spacecraft on the moon, Mars, and Mercury, according to NASA scientists. He goes on and says, From UFO crash sites on other planets and aliens lurking on asteroids to a permanent radio telescope on the far side of the moon, a new NASA-funded study into the search for intelligent extraterrestrial life details how future NASA missions could purposefully look for the techno-signatures of an advanced alien civilization. Described as evidence for the use of technology or industrial activity in other parts of the universe, the search for techno-signatures has barely begun but could unearth something surprising without much additional spin, says the study. After more or less ceasing its search for the techno-signatures in 1993, after pressure by politicians, NASA has become increasingly involved in SETI. Now, I'm a little bit skeptical of that statement. It seems like NASA pretty much does what they want as far as a search for UFOs and extraterrestrial life goes, and I'm not sure how much of what they find out they actually share with the politicians or how much of an effect the politicians have on their study. It says, published in the specialized journal ACTA, Astronautica. The study includes a list of what NASA's missions could detect as observational proof of extraterrestrial life beyond Earth. Perhaps most most intriguingly, the paper suggests that interstellar probes might have been sent into the solar system a long time ago, perhaps during the last close encounter of our sun with other stars. Now, this here part of the article here is something that surprised me. This is something I didn't know, actually. It's But listen closely to what it says. It says, The closest star to the sun right now, Proxima Centauri, is over 4.2 light years distance. But roughly every 100,000 years, a star comes within nearly a light year from the sun. There have therefore been tens of thousands of opportunities for technologies similar to ours to have launched probes into our solar system, according to the paper. So that's interesting. Every 100,000 years or so, the sun comes within one light year of another star, which means that we're far more likely to have encountered something extraterrestrial if whatever's out there is sending probes into our little corner of the universe. It says, Such artifacts might have been captured by solar system bodies into stable orbits where they might have, been, they might have crashed on planets, asteroids, or moons, reads the paper. 
bodies with old surfaces such as those of the Moon or Mars might still exhibit evidence for such collisions. This would explain why they're so intent on getting back to the Moon. You have a stable surface that is a lot like it was maybe 100,000 years ago when the last star was within a single light year. If something was trapped in this vicinity and, and was, and was you know, caught up in the Moon's orbit, or if it crash-landed on the moon, as they say, this would be the place to find it. It says the paper's nine suggestions for techno-signature hunting missions include 1. Mission 1. Search for crash sites on the moon, Mars, Mercury, or Ceres. The surface of these places are ancient and unchanging. Evidence of impacts or existing artifacts might be preserved for between millions and billions of years. So we should scan the moon and Mars in ultra-high resolution. Now you have to imagine that NASA has an awful lot of ultra-high resolution pics already they've taken from all the different moon uh, you know, landings, the different moon probes they've set up. But it's pretty well known that NASA has been awfully stingy with sharing a lot of those pictures with the public, especially the pictures from the dark side of the moon. Reportedly, they have lots and lots of pictures that they just won't share with us. Now, whether that's because they're planning some secret base up there, whether they just want to uh, impede uh, the Chinese or the Russians from getting a foothold there before we do, who knows. But, of course, the dark side of the moon would be an excellent place to set up any kind of an observation post. Whether you were trying to observe things coming in from outside of our solar system, or perhaps just being able to get it, to, to get the jump on somebody down here on Earth. Uh, the dark side of the moon really represents some extremely uh, high-value real estate. Now, it goes on, it says, Mission 2, look for pollution using Earth as a template. Yes, you could do that. Search for a Dyson sphere. Well, of course, you know, the Dyson sphere being this giant planet-sized spaceship. Uh, you know, that's it's odd they would mention that because uh, here, what, about a month or two ago, there was a live feed from NASA of the sun, and that giant planet-sized square object uh, could be seen emerging out of the sun and just suspended there in the lower cor corner, right-hand corner of the frame, and then suddenly the NASA feed quit working. So maybe they're already on the Dyson Sphere. Maybe it's not a Dyson Sphere. Maybe it's a Dyson Square. Mission 4, build a radio telescope on the moon's far side. It says a search for techno-signature so far has been conducted largely via radio astronomy and continues to be so via the Breakthrough Listen Project. However, a permanent dish on a radio quiet far side of the moon would be free of contamination from human radio emissions and so enable super-sensitive searches. And I suppose that's true unless the Chinese have left something up there that's making noise, and they very well could have. Uh, Mission 5, look for lurkers on asteroids. It says we may be watching, we may be being watched by aliens concealed on resource-rich near-Earth objects, possibly even asteroids that orbit the sun with the Earth. Now, you know, we've had some close calls with some asteroids that people have thought were pretty strange. And it mentions here, uh, six intercept missions to interstellar interlopers, and it, and it cites the uh, Oumuamu, uh, for, which passed by the solar system. It says, 
without us able to conclusively establish our nature or origins. So they had this giant, what we thought was an asteroid, but we couldn't really say for sure if it was, this, this body that they called uh, Amuamu, that's a Hawaiian name, I guess, or, and then there was one that was called 2i slash Borisov. So these giant objects, you know, the size of, uh, you know, of a small mountain passing through uh, near-Earth orbit, and we still don't know for sure if they were asteroids or if they were something made by an intelligent an intelligent uh, entity. Uh, pretty sure they're asteroids, but who knows? How do you, how do we know until these things really are are examined? Mission seven it says search existing data. Mission eight conduct all sky laser search searches. Short laser pulses could be searched for in visible light and in wide regions of the infrared with a single instrument. That would be fun to have your sky lit up constantly with that, I'm sure. Mission 9, study small asteroids. Then we've talked about that. So it tells you right there that NASA, even if they're doing it on their fringes, uh, they are definitely interested in getting back to the moon and seeing if there's any evidence there of alien or alien craft. Now, another article has come out here April 14th, 2021, about the same time. This one from Space.com, written by Charles All. Charles Q. Choi, it says, Alien hunters should search for artifacts on the moon, studies suggest. And he goes on and says, The famous equation used to search for alien civilization has now inspired a new formula to hunt for alien artifacts within our space, within our, within our solar system. The quest for these alien artifacts could start with the moon and other cosmic bodies near Earth, a new study finds. So you see... It's almost like they are foreshadowing what they're planning on doing in the next couple of years. They claim that they're going up there to, this, to the moon to build these bases to do research. But what, what they're foreshadowing is a deep search for aliens or alien artifacts. But they just don't seem to want to come out and make that, that admission to the general public. But you can see that it's being put out there for people that are paying attention to see. It says the Drake equation is used to estimate the number of civilizations in the Milky Way one can detect via their broadcast signals, or more simply put, the odds of finding intelligent life in our galaxy. First proposed by radio astronomer Frank Drake in 1961, the equation calculates the number of communicating civilizations by analyzing several variables, such as the rate of formation of stars suitable for the development of intelligence life and the number of planets per stellar system with an environment suitable for an environment suitable for life. Currently, virtually all SETI experiments scan the skies looking for radio or light signals. However, over the years, some researchers have suggested that another potentially better way to find evidence of alien life is not to look for broadcasts from afar, but instead to hunt for what are essentially messages in a bottle. A SETI search a SETI approach says, for example, in 2004, researchers suggested that broadcasting a signal across a cosmos is expensive and inefficient. And instead, the scientists calculated that inscribing messages into a hunk of matter and launching it at a potential extraterrestrial pen pals would require about a trillionth as much energy. It's exciting. Well, you could also hopefully not attract quite as much attention from the wrong kind of aliens, I suppose. 
Another concern with conventional SETI is that extraterrestrial civilizations may be long dead by the time astronomers do actually detect signals from them. In contrast, extraterrestrial artifacts could provide a way for us to directly learn about alien civilizations. When they say learn about alien civilizations, what they're really saying is reverse engineer their technology. Especially if these artifacts are equipped with artificial intelligence, study author James Benford, a physicist at Microwave Sciences in Lafayette, California, told Space.com. Well, now that to me is the most scary thing of all. If we're making contact with, you know, machines or entities that are actually controlled by AI, because they may have artificial intelligence, but chances are the emotional intelligence will not be up to par. In the new study, Benford developed a version of the Drake equation for artifacts. The new formula specifically focused on what he calls lurkers, hidden and likely robotic extraterrestrial probes. Although the civilizations that deployed these lurkers may well be dead, the lurkers themselves could still be active enough to communicate with. Now that is interesting because, you know, we've done programs on uh, UFO metamaterials comments made by Tom DeLong and his group about having UFO metamaterial saying, hey, we saw things you wouldn't believe. So it's almost like we're being told the stuff's here, but we're not being told what it is. A while back, uh, Glenn Greenwald on his uh, website, the, the, theblackvault.com, talked about uh, his FOIA request denied. Uh, it was a letter back, I believe, in the 1950s where reportedly the CIA was given material from a UFO crash. And they just told him, nope, don't have it. So it looks probable that they've already found this material, but it's being hidden. The knowledge of it's being hidden from the general public, whether they have to just put it in a vault somewhere or whether they have to hand it off to some you know, private corporation that's working hand-in-hand with the government. It goes on and says, Extraterrestrial civilizations that passed near the sun might have been especially interested in launching probes at the solar system, Bedford said. He noted that about two stars come within one light year of the solar system per million years. Now, they're saying million years here. The other article said every 100,000 years. And about one star comes within 10 light years every 5,000 years. The most recent close encounter the solar system had was with Schultz's star, which came within 0.82 light years of the sun about 70,000 years ago. On the 10,000-year time scale of agricultural civilizations on Earth, about two stars have come within 10 light years, Benford said. Now, the other article was saying four years. Either way, a light year is a long time. Benford suggested first analyzing lunar images for signs of extraterrestrial probes. He noted that NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter has taken about 2 million photos of the moon since 2009, with resolution down to about a foot, Benford said. You can see Neil Armstrong's footprints on the moon in some photos, but only a handful of these images have been inspected by human eyes. We need to use AI software to look for structures for science or artificiality which could benefit science on Earth, such as archaeology. Okay, I, I, I want to read this again. He noted that NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter has taken about 2 million photos of the moon since 2009. Think about that. 2 million. 2 
million photos of the moon since 2009, paid for with taxpayer money, you paid for it, with resolution down to about three foot. Quote, you can see Neil Armstrong's footprints on the moon in some photos, but only a handful of these images have been inspected by human eyes. We need to use AI. You know what? We don't need to use AI. We have millions of people that are fascinated in this stuff, with this stuff, and they would spend the equivalent of human decades, you know, a couple million people looking at these things for a few hours a day. Imagine what we could uncover if they would just put these in a publicly available database. What in the world are they hiding? Now think about it. Think about all the different pages on the internet. They they make it seem like two million is this is this fantastically large number that can't be consumed. You know, I dare say, and I don't mean to speak out of school here, but there's probably ten times that many images of adult content on the internet, and nobody seems to think that's you know so many that it requires AI. There's millions of images of sporting events on the internet. There's millions of pages of text and opinions and hours of podcasts just like this. So two million pictures of the moon is doable, okay? Two million pictures is doable. Why have they not put those pictures on a publicly available database where anyone can look at them? What could possibly go wrong other than the powers that be being exposed? He says, Benford has suggested looking for alien aircraft located on other bodies near Earth. These include Earth's Trojan objects, bodies located at points in space where Earth and the sun's gravitational balance out, and Earth's orbit, those sharing Earth's zones around the sun. Quote, China is planning a mission, Xingho, to one of these co-orbital objects, 2016. Okay, we've talked about that and to launch in 2024. It's going to come with within 10 times Earth's distance to the moon. So China's already looking at in, investigating these objects. Benford would not suggest looking on Earth itself if an artifact has been here for a long time. It's been subject to the weather, damage, theft, or decay due to elements, Benford said, over hundreds of thousands or millions of years. They're likely not really discoverable, whereas someplace like the moon, they could still be there. Well, this opens up a whole other can of worms because we've talked about this a little bit in the podcast, but I want to get into it more in some day, is things, uh, archaeological finds that are just completely out of context, where they found you know metal objects in coal beds that are supposedly they're at an archaeological layer that's a million years old or 10 million years old, and you have manufactured items. Okay. You also have a situation where they've discovered a dinosaur DNA, taken it out of the dinosaur, but yet DNA is not supposed to last more than 40,000 years, tops. So this whole idea of the archaeological timeline, I think there's lots of questions that need to be asked. But because we are forced to accept the current dogma as science, they're not being asked. In the same way that we are uh, told to accept the current dogma about the moon, being this sterile, barren place, as science, we're not allowed to see the two million pictures 
because the two million pictures might show a picture that NASA doesn't want us to see. He goes on and says, Bedford detailed his findings online March 18th in the journal Astrobiology. He also discussed his idea with Breakthrough Listen, a $100 million 10-year search for intelligent life in the universe announced in 2015 by famed scientist Stephen Hawking and other researchers. So, yes, they have been listening. They really haven't heard anything other than the wow signal. Yes, I believe that Things have been found. UFO metamaterial probably has been found. It's been talked about an awful lot, but it always seems to end up hidden somewhere where it's not publicly available. And now, probably as we can see from these articles, the best place to find a UFO or an alien uh, crashed probe or aircraft or maybe even aliens themselves would be the moon. But what are we being told? Well, we've got two million pictures but, you know, we've had them for 14 years, but we just haven't had time to go through them all. Look, if you believe for one second that NASA has had those two million pictures since 2009, and they've only had the resources to go through and analyze a few of those pictures, well, I guess you have a lot more faith in the system than I do. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.